0: Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. The Varsity O presents Sooners for Life, it's a podcast that's focused on celebrating the careers of Sooner greats and highlighting their insider knowledge on the state of our current programs, and to give you a unique perspective on the matchup this weekend. So... As we go in-depth on OUTCU, Jessica Coody sits down with DeeDee Westbrook. And while you listen to this, remember to check out TheVarsityO.com.
1: Well, we welcome in DeeDee Westbrook had a big game down there in Fort Worth in 2016. That whole year was big for DeeDee, putting up big numbers every single week en route to a Bolitnikov award. Well, take me back. You guys were trailing 21-7 to 7 at one point. What was the feeling inside the huddle inside the locker room when you guys get down 21 to seven
2: uh just honestly trying to be poised you know uh pretty much going back to those training camp days the grind you know trying to stay together unify each other uh becoming one really and just listening to baker understanding the cause that he's making in the huddle and trying to encourage each and every player on the team
1: With Baker Mayfield as your quarterback, do you guys ever have any doubt at all when you get down like that? I mean, I felt like that team.
2: (laughs) Hell no. The reason being is because, I mean, at that time, we knew we had so many great players, you know, on the offensive side of the ball that could step up and make a play at any time. You know what I mean? And you can kind of see those guys making plays around the league now as you look at the TV, you know, like with Mark Andrews, myself, Baker, Joe, Samajay. Uh, Jeffrey Meade, Jarvis Baxter, like we have so many great football players that can go out there and make a play at any time. So we never got discouraged any time we was down. We just came together.
1: You had 107 receiving yards in the second year alone. alone. You, you finished with 158, two touchdowns. But take me through the flea flicker, the 67-yard. You were wide open. That gave you guys the first lead of the game. The play call, kind of what you guys were thinking. Was there ever any doubt that that thing was going to work?
2: Man, the crazy thing is, you know, uh, leading up into that week, me and Coach Simmons, that's like literally my best friend, you know. And so whenever we would put them special trick plays in, I would always tell him, like, excuse my language. I'd be like, man, this not going to work. And he laughed laugh at me every single time. He'd be like, Didi, you got to believe that it's going to work. I'd be like, man, ain't nobody going to fall for this. Like, who in their right mind would fall for something like this? And then we go out there and we execute it and I make it to the sideline. He was like, I told your ass it was going to work. You know what <laughs> I mean? So it just be one of those funny, funny moments, something great to look back at and laugh.
1: We we talk about that with a lot of former offensive players that were under Lincoln Riley, That that happens a lot. I mean, can you just t- take us through the mindset, the genius of, going through a, uh, a game plan with Coach Riley and how you guys think, okay, there's no way this is going to work. And then time and time again, it works.
2: Uh, Crazy thing is I literally tell this story to guys here, you know, in Jacksonville on the team about how good of an offensive coordinator, you know, Coach Lincoln Riley is. Like, uh, obviously, that's not the TCU game, but we were playing uh, Oklahoma State in Norman, you know, and we it was kind of rainy, you know, forecast is kind of bad. And, and it was like, First quarter, early in the quarter, and Coach Riley was trying to score a touchdown, put points on the board, you know what I mean? So he literally just dialed up a play on the sideline while we were there. He was like, hey, uh, offensive line, you guys block it like slam. Didi, I want you to come and play X receiver, and I want you to run a post. Baker, you roll to your right and find Didi over on the left. Like it was to the point where it was a one-man concept, and there was two receivers out there. Like Jeffrey Meade was just like out there running with like a chicken with his head cut off. And Baker ends up throwing a 70-yard touchdown to me. And that's like something, obviously, you don't you don't draw that up. You know what I mean? Like at practice or anything like that, it was just one of those, him feeling it in the moment. And it was actually the first touchdown that we scored on Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Wow. It's,
1: it's got to be an ideal offense if you're a guy that wants to come make some big plays to be a part of, right?
2: Oh, most definitely. Any day of the week. I encourage any receiver out there, you know, if you got a quarterback that's going to, Throw for 300 and some yards, five touchdowns. Who's to say you're not going to be on the receiving end of that?
1: Okay, so take me back. Uh, back to Fort Worth. You guys are down 21-7. to seven. You you have a huge comeback. Just what kind of started clicking for you guys?
2: Uh, Everybody coming together. Like I was saying before, you know, you got Orlando Brown. He was kind of like the voice of our offense. Like you got Baker. Everybody knows Baker. But a guy that, like, talks a lot, you know, to keep things funny, keep us all in the right – right spot where we need to be at where's Orlando Brown. You know, he always got one of those funny jokes or, you know, something to say, he just say smoke Gouda and everybody start laughing. I don't know what the hell smoke Gouda is to this day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was one of those things that he always said, because Riley ended up calling one of our plays smoke Gouda. So it, it was just a fun moment, fun experience.
1: You know, TCU has kind of become known for having one of the best defenses in the big 12 year in and year out. It's kind of the Gary Patterson way. As an opposing offense, how much does that motivate you to go up and say, Okay, you have the best defense? Well, look what we can do up against you. How motivating is that playing up against one of the best defenses?
2: Uh, that's huge. You know, because at the end of the day, whenever you have one of those best defenses, you go and see the amount of takeaways that they have a game, like who their key players are defensively. And it just makes you want to go out there and obviously go and go for a hundred yards receiving or However you, however you do it, you know, two or three touchdowns, that's always going to look good on your resume and obviously put your team in the best position to win those ball games. That's always huge.
1: Why do you think year in and year out, there's been some close, tough fought battles with TCU. Why do you think that it's kind of become kind of a little bit of a rivalry between Oklahoma and TCU?
2: Uh, like you said, defensively, you know what I mean? Like those guys are pretty good defensively. And we feel like we have the best, one of the best offenses in the country, you know. And so, I mean, those guys are on scholarship as well as, you know, the University of Oklahoma players are, you know what I mean? So uh, that's where their bread and butter is as well. I'm sure Coach Gary Patterson's in their meeting room talking about, hey, guys, like this is one of the best offenses in the country. You know, you go out there and you make your, hey, you can be a top round draft pick, you know, if you go out there and have a couple of takeaways on these big time receivers, big time quarterback, running back, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it goes hand in hand both ways.
1: That's awesome. So that year in 2016, you guys started off one and two and then went on to run the table, won a Big 12 title. And then this year's team obviously started off one and two. How did you guys rally and how were you able to kind of pull off the season that you did after the disappointing start when when there were such high expectations going into that season?
2: Oh, man, like I said before, everybody coming together you know whenever you start off one and two and things don't seem to be how they're supposed to be you have a a lot of people go into their own corner and start faulting different people different players for the reason that you're not successful you know what I mean like I hate looking getting into the whole fan thing but obviously I've become a fan since I'm currently not playing at OU you know and so I kind of get on social media and kind of see how everyone is like taken away from the game and it's like to me i find it crazy because it's like whenever you're winning and let's just say we have a 3-0 start you have all of these people on your side on your team but the moment you go one and two and things aren't looking so bright you know what i mean and you lose to your iowa states and uh th- those guys you kind of have people like you know on the other side of the table and so that's kind of what you don't need in the locker room. You know what I mean? You kind of need those guys to kind of put their phones away as far as social media go, because you're going to have people that's for you. And then you're going to have a lot of them that's against you whenever you start the way you started. But it's about those guys coming together at practice, leaning on one another. Cause at the end of the day, it's y'all out there between those lines, not any fan, not any coach, you know what I'm saying? So it's up to you guys to unify everything and, and get it wrong, get it, get it going the right way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you guys, as former players, through this, can speak better than any anybody. This season isn't over. There's still a long way to go, right?
2: Right. It's a lot of football. Then you see, you know, uh, the SEC, those big time schools, they still have to play one another. You know what I mean? So there's still a lot of chance, a lot of opportunity for you to sneak back in there. And then not never like the Big Twelve championship game, you get to play those guys again. Like whoever ends up, you know, going out, you get to play those guys again. And right now, I think Iowa State, as far as the Big Twelve, are Oklahoma State, I think they're ranked number six or something like that. You know what I mean? You get a chance to play Oklahoma State twice. You know what I mean? Before it's all said and done. If they if we went out and obviously they take care of business like they're doing and that's kind of what you want. You know what I mean? So it'll all work itself out. You just got to, you know, like play football.
1: I got to ask you about some of these young wide receivers. Who are some of the guys that really excite you when you're watching them play?
2: Man, to be honest with you, who I like a lot. Like Rambo, Rambo, that's my, that's my dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always find that person that I like link up with, you know, before it was like Marquise, you know what I'm saying? Marquise, obviously he had a success there. He left and then CD, you know, I, I kind of like know whenever those big name players going to start coming into their self. And obviously everybody know that Rambo's the next man up. He has that seniority, like he's been there. But a guy that I really like a lot that's young and coming up that I haven't felt this way about is Mims. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, like, Marvin Mims. I don't know his first name, but Mims Jr. Man, Marvin man, he Mims, gonna, yep. He's going to be something special. He reminds me of like a Ryan Broyles. You know what I mean? Like one of those guys. I like him a lot. Wow,
1: that's high praise.
2: Yeah, I like him a lot. His that's game awesome. a little different. His game a little different, though. You know what I'm saying? He reminds me of like Ryan Broyles. Like one of them guys, hey, he's
1: the all time receiving leader in the state of Texas high school football. That's saying something. You played Texas high school football for him to have that record. That's saying something.
2: And I think uh, Ron Broise is the all time receiving, uh, he got the receiving record for OU football. That's saying something too. He does. I'm you, see, I didn't even know that you just hit me with that fact just now. And look, who <laughs> I'm compa- and look what I'm comparing him to.
1: Hey, you're right on track with that one. Every year, there's a lot of guys that, you know, I think some people think, okay, as a wide receiver, you want to come in and just be the guy, but we've seen that there are several guys that can come make big plays for this offense week in and week out, That it doesn't have to be just one guy. Manage that. I know that you compete, but you also are very supportive of one, one another, and it kind of takes more than one, right, to make this offense go?
2: Right. Oh. It actually takes a lot more than one, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like you got so many different receivers. Like Theo, you got Theo, uh, you got Jake Stoops. Like I didn't even know Jake Stoops was a ball player like that. You know what I mean? Like I've always heard about him, but I've never seen him play. You know what I'm saying? Like you got Jake Stoops out there balling, scoring touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's dope. Everybody getting the ball. Everybody's blocking for one another. Everybody's out there competing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a brotherhood. You all unified, like I said before. Then you obviously got a Rambo, the seniority in the room. You know what I'm saying? Keeping everybody grounded, humble, the way it's supposed to be. I mean, you got a young quarterback, but at the end of the day, like when you got different receivers like that that he can throw the ball to and feel comfortable with throwing the ball to each one of y'all, knowing y'all going to make plays at any point in time, that's very uplifting for an offense and easy for an offensive coordinator.
1: So you just said it. you guys are very close. You guys kind of push one another, and and it is it is really neat to see. I feel like with the wide receivers, how it's kind of been passed along from you to Marquise to C.D. and now now it is kind of Rambo's time. But what has it been like for you to see Marquise kind of come in and follow your lead, get drafted in the first round, and then? do what he's doing in Baltimore, and then now look at CeeDee Lamb doing what he's doing as a rookie with the Cowboys.
2: Man, that's huge. You know, you always want to see like the success. And like I said, it's all bragging rights. Like if you don't think we're in a locker room, you know, arguing with different guys in the SEC and all these other conferences, like you crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like like those bragging rights run heavy. And you know, I often sit there and be watching the game, be talking trash to other guys like, oh, there's an OU native. There's an OU native. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, would you look at that? You know what I'm saying? So all that stuff play hand in hand. And to see those guys go and have success at the University of Oklahoma, then not only that, come to the to the NFL and have their success. Like like I said before, it's bragging rights, man.
1: Uh, last thing, just you kind of talked about it, but it seems like every week you guys are posting pictures with somebody from OU, where you're exchanging the jerseys, or your, your OU DNA. How special is it every Sunday, it seems like you're going against a former teammate somebody within the brotherhood even if you didn't play with it it's different right being being from ou and having that brotherhood
2: right uh the thing it's just like whenever like tony jefferson you know kenny steels like obviously i didn't play with those guys they were they were there before me but it's like whenever we play those guys and we shake hands we dap each other up like you feel that genuine love it's like you connect with each other on another level because obviously you guys shared the same thing like no y'all didn't play the same players but y'all went through the same training camp the same 2 days smitty as your strength coach you know what i mean you, you kind of share some of those same things and even adrian peterson he's way before my time you know but he had the uh came up to me hugged each other hey man i've been watching you since oh you keep up the great work and i like this is adrian peterson like this is a hall of famer a goat in, in every aspect of football, you know what I'm saying? And so to have those encouraging words spoken from him to me, it like means a lot. And it kind of shows you that brotherhood.
1: And then you yourself try to pass it down to the next guys that come in, right?
2: Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, Coach Simmons called me every now and again and put me on the live FaceTime calls with the guys back in the room, you know, and I try to encourage them every way that I could. And I know it's difficult, you know what I mean? Because I remember me being – in those seats with them and I was just like man what he got to say you know what I'm saying but then whenever you get on there and you say the things that you're saying as far as like I've been in you guys' shoes like I know what's going on I know that feeling of starting off one and two and having everybody count you out and then running the table you know and going to the sugar bowl and beating Auburn what 35 14 like I know that feeling I felt that and so people tend to connect with you differently whenever you've been through what they've been through
1: Great stuff, as always, D.D. Westbrook. We appreciate your time.
0: Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us for Sooners for Life. Until next week, boomer Sooner, everybody. Check out TheVarsityO.com. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind. Home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review, however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.
2: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader.